0: Calvary Chapel Caldwell invites you to our community Easter services Saturday, April 8th at 7 p.m. and Sunday, April 9th at 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Featuring the musical drama This Is Love, a free barbecue, candy, and bounce house for the kids. For more information, visit us at calvarycaldwell.com.
1: All right, if you have your Bibles, we are in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. If you need a Bible, just raise your hand. One of our ushers will be glad to get your Bible to read along with us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 is where we're at today. So the title of the message today is Caught Up. So let's begin. He says, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Now, as we get into these couple verses here, on Wednesday we're going verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and then here on Sunday morning we dig into a particular section And so it's good to know a little background here. And uh, when Paul says in verse 13, I don't want you to be ignorant, it's because they were very new Christians. They had just received Christ shortly before this, and they hadn't been Christians very long. And Paul had talked to them about the coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ, but they were a little confused on the details. And so some of those Christians in the church in Thessalonica were sad because some of the believers there in their church had died, and Jesus hadn't returned yet. And they were expecting Jesus to return right away. And so they thought that those who died before Jesus returned, that they were going to miss out on living with Jesus in his reign and before he returned. And so they were sad about that. Now, it's important for us to realize that they were sad because of their ignorance of God's plan. And that's why Paul says in, in verse 13, I don't want you to be ignorant. Because quite often as believers, if we are unaware of the truth in God's word about his plan that it can cause us to be sad about things. And we see that in many places in the scripture where they're all sad when if they would have really known the truth they wouldn't have been so sad and so they're new believers though so they they have an excuse because they hadn't been christians very long so they were kind of sad about this idea of those who had when it says fallen asleep it's speaking about those who had died and they were sad about that but paul says we're not to sorrow as those who have no hope now what's he talking about Well he's talking about if someone dies without a relationship with christ that is a sad situation because jesus said in john 14 6 i am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus tells us that the way to navigate life successfully comes through him. And Jesus tells he's the source of truth. So if you want to know what's right, what's wrong, what's true, what's a lie, it comes through God's word. And he says no one comes to the Father except through him. So salvation comes through Jesus Christ. And when you know that, then there is no reason to be without hope. Jesus went on to say in John eleven twenty five. 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And we know that Jesus wasn't talking about our physical body. saying, though your physical body dies, you're still going to live. Your spirit's going to live on. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. So what Jesus was saying is that when you have faith in him, knowing that he has conquered the grave, that in him you have this great hope. That you don't have to go through life without hope. Because in him, we have a great hope for the future. Now, there are those who don't have hope if they don't have a relationship with Christ. And I think it's important for us to realize that what you believe affects the way you live your life and what you believe affects how you view life in general. And I think it makes a big difference in a person's life when you know God's plan, you know what his word says about his plan for life, and you are able to look forward to better days ahead. As opposed to the person who doesn't have any hope, person who doesn't have this great expectation of God working in their life, of transforming them, changing them, doing a great work in their life, in their family, in their friends, the person who doesn't have any hope, well, for them, they just live in the past, think about all their mistakes. As they get older in life, the regrets pile up, and they go through life kind of regretting and, and, and you know, feeling bad about all the things they've done wrong. But for the believer, we know that Christ came to die for our sins, that we could be forgiven, that he could cleanse our hearts and wash away the shame and the guilt of the past. And we have this great hope. We can look forward to better days ahead, that he's going to do a work in our lives. He's going to change us and cause us to be better people when we follow him and seek him. So when a person dies without believing in Jesus, there is this great hope. Sorrow because they have no hope, and that's what Paul's talking about in verse thirteen when he says, "Hey, we shouldn't sorrow as others who have no hope." He's talking about those who don't have that great hope of their faith in Christ and resurrection. Now, but when believers have someone die, it, like he, Paul was talking about to those Christians there in their church family, we do sorrow, but it's not like those who have no hope. Our sorrow is different. See, when you go to a funeral of a non-Christian it's a very sad deal. In fact, before I was a Christian, I was like, man, someone invited me to a funeral. Like, why do I want to go to a funeral, man? It's like all these sad people. They're all crying. And, Ugh. and you know, before I was a Christian, I just thought, look, the dude's dead. He's gone. He's going in the ground. And that's that. I mean, just move on. And why are you crying? But I was really emotional, sensitive type person, you know, filled with <laughs> compassion and love before I got saved. But now that I'm saved, I understand. But the thing is, for a believer now, you know, for me, We have memorial services for Christians here at church, and and now that I'm a pastor, I can't avoid the funerals, but that's okay, because there is sorrow, but it's not sorrow without hope. When I do funerals now, there is this sorrow where we're sad, and there is this kind of sorrow that we're going to miss the person, and we're sad because we think about all the joy they brought into our lives and the great times we had together, and so we're sad we're going to miss that, but when we think about where they are, they're actually in a better place, and when I do funerals now, people share about their relationships with the people who had had passed on, and and then I tell them, look, they're in a better place, no more pain, no more sorrow, and you got to go to work tomorrow. (laughs) So I mean, really, you're sad for you, because you're still here, and uh, you're going to see them again one day, and so there is sorrow, but it's not a sorrow without hope, and it is a sorrow that we miss them, but it's not like those who have no hope, where it's just very depressing and discouraging that really life, doesn't have any meaning that you're born with no purpose you live your life for no meaning and then you die with no purpose and and that really is the person who has no hope but as a believer we know that god created everything he created you he has a plan for your life and you can go through life looking ahead to the things that god's going to do and the great thing is that when you make mistakes when you sin when you do things wrong jesus came to forgive us of our sin to wash our minds cleanse our hearts and forgive us and heal us and keep us moving on the right path. And that we don't have to live in all of the guilt of our mistakes in the past. And so Paul was saying that we shouldn't be like those who have no hope. So he says in verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Now again, that term sleep in Jesus, it means that they've died. And so what he's saying is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead gives us this great hope that we can look forward to knowing that when this physical body dies that's not the end that there's more to it than that and we don't sorrow like those who have no hope but we do have a great hope and you know it really affects the way you live your life when you realize that Jesus gives us a great hope for the future in first Peter 1 He tells us, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. See, our hope in the future and having eternal life is that Jesus has conquered death. Now, it's not like saying, I hope I win the lottery. It's not that kind of hope. It's not this sort of who knows if it's going to happen or not. Our hope in Christ is a living hope, because Jesus rose from the dead. It's a historical fact, and even non-Christian historians like Josephus wrote about it, and there's thousands and thousands of books written about it, and the fact that Jesus rose from the dead makes our hope this living hope, and it really affects the way you live, because you don't have to go through life fearing death, or what's going to happen, you know, when you die, because all of us are gonna die. You all know that. There was a study done that 10 out of 10 people eventually die. You know that? <laughs> it's so true. Now, whether you get in a car wreck on the way home from church or whether Jesus comes back and takes us to be with him, we're all gonna die. One day we're all gonna stand before God. And we don't need to go through life worrying about that. What's gonna happen? And sometimes we just are unaware of the truth in god's word that gives us this great assurance that it's all going to be good in first corinthians fifteen fifty four, he says death is swallowed up in victory but thanks be to god who gives us as christians the victory through our lord jesus christ see jesus gives us victory over death when your physical body dies you're not done just your physical body dies but your spirit lives on And we're going to get a new body. We're going to live with him forever in heaven. And see, these new Christians there, they weren't clear about this whole thing about Jesus and him coming back and when you die and where you go. And even some people now will ask me, well, Pastor Bob, if you die before Jesus comes back, do you believe in soul sleep? Does your soul go to sleep and you float around in the universe for a while? No. He goes on to say in verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. And Paul's saying in verse 14, That those who sleep, or those who have died in Christ, before Jesus returns, they're going to be coming back with Jesus. Now, if they're coming back with Jesus, then that means that they're with him now. So soul sleep is not a biblical truth, and it means that they're with him now. And the Bible says that when you die, that your spirit goes to be with the Lord immediately. In 2 Corinthians 5, 8, it says, we are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. And see, the Apostle Paul's perspective was, hey, whether I live here now, I'm gonna enjoy this life and do what God has me to do, or whether I die and go be with the Lord, to be absent from my physical body is to be present with the Lord. Then that's a good thing too. And so he really looked at life that wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing, I have a great hope. I have a great future. I have a good life. And see, Jesus came so that we could have abundant life here and now. See, the Lord doesn't want you to go through life just being all sad and sorrowful and and discouraged about your past, or thinking about the future. He wants you to enjoy your life right now. He wants you to realize that right now, whatever's going on in your life, he's going to help you. Maybe you're facing some difficult problems. The Bible tells us that with Jesus, all things are possible. Maybe you even face something you think, this is impossible. God is in the business of doing miracles. He does the impossible all the time. In fact, for some of you, even being in church right now is the impossible. (laughs) Maybe someone sitting next to you, yes, it's a miracle. They're here. And God is able to change us. He's able to transform us. He's able to do things that we can't even imagine. He's able to heal you of incurable diseases. I had someone tell me this a while back that they went to the doctor. They were diagnosed with this incurable cancer, tumor, whatever it was. And they said they had just a short time to live. And then we prayed for them. And then they came back a few months later and said, I went to the doctor and they said, it's all gone. Now I'm good to go. I'm thinking, wow, that's awesome. See, God is able to do amazing things. And if you're here today and you're feeling like, well, God can't fix my situation, He can fix anything. But more powerfully than Him changing your circumstance, God can change you on the inside. And see, I've noted that in my life, most of the problems in my life are connected to me.
0: Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell invites you to our community Easter services Saturday, April 8th at 7 p.m. and Sunday, April 9th at 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. This special service will feature the musical drama This Is Love, reenacting the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Everyone is invited to this community event that features a bounce house face painting, candy for the kids, free pizza before the Saturday service, and a free barbecue after each Sunday service. Free lattes and Italian sodas for all first-time visitors. For more information, visit us at calvarycaldwell.com.